0: Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and
1: Emmy Coves, welcome to Action City. The weather's nice, you're right. And you know what? Everybody was generally pleasant in my house this morning, so... Actually, I
0: should considering yesterday was daylight savings, which is
1: Mm. which I didn't even realize. And I woke up and I was like, God, why do I feel so rested?
0: Because you got an extra hour. I got an extra hour worth of sleep. I I was like, should my pit be a bad smell or daylight savings?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Both of those things sound like not too bad of peak of pits, though. I mean, when
0: you have small children, though, daylight savings is sort of the
1: worst. God, did they wake up like at four in the morning?
0: So Havmin woke up at five thirty. Uh, which didn't feel like five thirty, but it was five thirty. So Does it was, he
1: normally wake up at six thirty? Is that like or is well, that even earlier
0: than the usual? That's earlier than usual. So it was yeah. It was one of those things where we looked down at our phone and I was like, it's five thirty.
1: Oh uh-huh. yeah.
0: So but I mean, so I guess that could be my uh-huh. pit. My other pit is that I really shouldn't say the pit was not anything but the smell i'm gonna preface it okay because the event that the smell was around was super fun so we had a birthday party in edmond yesterday okay birthday party was awesome it was sarah bolding son so much fun
1: what was the party like why was it so fun
0: it was like it's called kids fun town in edmond where is it it's like well that's the thing it's right next to the dog food
1: factory (gasps) oh i used to work out next to the dog food factory for like 10 years it's really horrible Okay. So
0: when I was pregnant with Huffman, I went to get like, while well, I was in my first trimester. I went to go feed our dogs and the smell of the dog food made me throw up. And it was like one of the two times I threw up oh. that whole pregnancy. And so we like drove up and I just opened the car door and Catherine, like when I tell you I gagged, it was so severe. And then after the party, I like ran to the car. But then I felt like it was in- Did the you car. actually throw up? No, I did not actually oh, throw thank up God. this time. But it was like the memory of throwing up because of a smell came like back and I'm pregnant again. And it was just like, oh, I like and I understand when
1: it was it Purina. It's a Purina, Purina factory. OK,
0: when they put that factory there, I'm sure it was out in the boonies back in like the 80s yes. or
1: 90s. But now like Edmund has grown around around it. the fa- uh, it's really bad, like the working out outside. Well, that's what somebody and it's said. literally next door to the factory, the workout place.
0: That's what somebody said that they their husband had to stop working out. Maybe it was probably at the same place.
1: One healthy bod.
0: Probably. I don't know. But I was like, oh, I was like just the smell.
1: Ugh. I just
0: dog food is the worst smell in the world. It's bad. Especially no, as well, like, I mean, especially I just much. like I'm my stomach is actually gurgling as I'm talking about it. But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but then the memory of like getting sick, I was just like, Oh, I was unwell.
1: What if you were pregnant and had to work at the dog food factory? I don't know what you and you, you could, do. could like and the smell made you sick.
0: I Ugh. mean Working at the dog, like I can't imagine not being able to shower that smell off. Cause like, I don't, don't you? you if could. you work in a factory, you like smell like whatever you're I'm making. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, people need to relocate that thing. Like Edmund is big enough. Relocate. I think there's it.
1: like a train that comes into it. Like the train track goes into the into the factory yard or the Really? Yeah. And they drop off all the stuff they make dog food out of, which I, don't I don't know what I that
0: just, is. is. just Like, no. mm mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. And I'm Ugh. like, I'm not one to say I'm a gross person, but things generally don't gross don't me gross out. out. Like actually, Kristen Carson was saying like if she sees a, a, a like a random hair, even if it's her own, she'll like freak out. Well, and I, that's
1: craziness. I mean, you're going to see random hairs all the time. Well, I know. But
0: I'm just saying like some people find hair really gross, right? Like if I see random hair in my food, I normally will pick it out like I'm not.
1: Uh, I depends. will, then I kind of if some really good. If it's really something good.
0: really good. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> that's We're what I'm not saying. Gonna I'm like, this. I would say on the gross scale of people, like I don't shower every day. Like, you know what I'm yeah. so, Like I'm not the like, I'm I put myself like not at gross, but like maybe but two you're not levels below. Totally anal.
1: No. There's you're like a good balance. Uh, I would say
0: like I could probably be a little cleaner sometimes.
1: Really? Maybe in your house. it's
0: very clean. No, no, my house is clean. I'm just saying, like, like your own stuff. personal stuff.
1: Like, I don't really like, love to shower either. I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh my god, it's the work. It's such a pain. If you, when but you have hair like this, it's just no. Too much. It's a pain, well, it's, you know? well,
0: I definitely don't. Wa- I definitely don't wash my hair. But sometimes if, when I don't wash my hair, it's not like I get in and rinse off. I just like deal with it. You just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I mean, well, anyway. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of things don't really gross me out. Like pimples. Like I love to pop a pimple. <laughs> Like, Some people do. I, that's like Jeff had one on his back and I was like, Oh, so I will excited. not. Jim asked me to do
1: that. I'm like, ah, get
0: away from me. Oh my God. Mm-mm. See, that's Mm-mm. what no I'm way. saying. I feel like I'm a gross person in that way, but this dog food smell. Oh my God. It, it hit. They, Were the kids bothered by it? No. Yes. Huffman goes, it smells like dog poop. I was like, it's dog food. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so gosh. it's probably my neuroses now on my kids. Yeah. Cause they saw me passing it down. Yep. Yep. But anyway, Okay. what was the peak? The peak. Um, gosh, I felt like this week was just great in the sense of like Halloween was such a marathon. Yeah. It was so nice to have a week of just sort of normal life. I think the peak was Saturday the whole day. It was just a fun day. We had Huffman's end of season soccer party at our house. And that was really oh, fun because so we're like cute. still getting to know the other parents. And then Huffman had like all, it was their boys. It's just boys on his soccer team. And like I think This is the first time he's ever had a gender division.
1: You know, he noticed there weren't any girls there. Well,
0: his sister was. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just it was really fun. The parents were great. Like I'm, I'm really happy. Like there are some really fun parents in his class, and even in. He's in one class, but even in the other class, the parents are really nice. And then we tried the new Mariettis on Saturday oh, night. Oh, I saw that. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I did cheat and I looked at the menu.
0: It was that good. pretty good. It was really good. It was great. I mean, I can't complain about anything. Her server was awesome. And how is
1: it everything being in the front of the restaurant now when you walk in the it's door? It's so the much restaurant. cozier. It is.
0: Yeah. And like they're big like velvet banquettes and it's like it's a much cozier feel. Um, okay, I think good. it well, makes it honestly feels like it should have been like that all along.
1: And they have a steak, which would make Jim happy. That's what so Jeff and mm-hmm. I
0: split a steak. It was my my weekly steak and it was really good. OK, it was really good. I mean, I think it like it. It reminded me of Cheez- Cheever's and the Metro. Like it was like a good meal. Oh, good. We had this. Um, we had the gnocchi. We oh, Jeff ordered pate. I love pate. It, he was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. It was really good. I mean, they had the old Marietti's cocktails that he liked. I mean, it was great. Was it date night? It was date night. Yeah. I We try to do a date night once a week, but we haven't been able to do it because we've been so busy. Once a
1: week is a really lofty goal. Like It that's, is. I mean.
0: Yeah. So I feel like. We were really good about it for the last couple months, and then October was just yeah. wild. So we're we're getting back to it, but yeah, it was really good. Sorry, I'm okay, well, I need my to, nose. I
1: need to get down there and try it. I haven't even been to Spark yet. What all I do is go out of town. So, oh my gosh, Spark is so good. I know. I really want to go. It's really I don't good. Know my when parents I'm get went, there. or my mom went, and she Maybe on loved Sunday. it. Maybe I can go on
0: Sunday. Actually, okay. Can I tell you what my Spark order would be now that? I, that okay, I've now have been a few times. Um, okay, so I think what I'll do is that if this is my healthy order, Kay. not my like splurge, not my splurge. Sunday. This ha- is hangover like order. I think you can go there and eat really healthy, but I would get the burger in a bowl. Okay. But I would sub it for their veggie patty, which is like a black bean patty, and okay. it's kind of mushy anyway. So it'd be perfect to make kind of a salad. Mix all
1: around, mm-hmm. okay? Do they have good dressings? Yes, I'm kind of a real dressing shop. Oh, like are. it is one of those things. I'm sure they make them there. I'm yeah, sure they homemade these ma- bogey. Please tell me you make these dressings. I'm sure from scratch and spark. I'm sure you do. Okay. I don't know. I, like, I'm like. i to the point now where the dressing has got to be tangy. Anyway, I could not
0: have creamy So, dressing. like, I had the, the Power Bowl the last two times okay. I've been, and now I I'm think that this will be my order next time to see how it goes. To see how it goes. Okay. Because here's the thing. I'm going to get custard when I go. You can't so not. You can't not get the custard. It's, right. Yeah. And so, if I'm going to do that, then I have to have a salad or something. Yes. I can't do a burger and a custard. Like, my body would just explode. Okay. So,
1: we went to Shake Shack on... Saturday, Neely wanted to go after the field hockey game. Was it bad? Well, we had gone in Denver and it was horrible. Right? Yeah, it was so bad. she said she is wanted gross. to go back, I was like, because they're all like in strip yes, malls now. Yes. There is nothing special about it anymore, no. and they take so long. We were literally two, there were three people, four people in the restaurant, the three of us and one other random guy. It took twenty minutes to make hamburger. Really? Yeah, there were lots of like to go things going out the door, but. Did so, you, you know, order
0: have, at the screen and... The, no,
1: you go and oh, line. Oh, the Okay. So, you know, uh, the whole menu has the calories on it. Right, right. And so I'm just looking at the whole thing and I'm like, do you know what has the fewest amount of calories? A, a hamburger. Smear. Yeah. So I ordered a hamburger. Now, my job puts avocado on it, but I didn't put cheese on put. but I mean, it's... The veggie burger has 600 calories in it. Yeah, I mean, so I kind of now, if I didn't have the bun, I was just having that over there. So I just had the hamburger. But you're not really supposed to count calories anymore. Right? I know you're probably not. But
0: I mean, I don't know. Not. I think it all depends on what your your health goals are. Right. Exactly. My like, health goal was clearly. I was not worried about the smashed meat. I mean, on the I bun. think though that and there's the bun. There's probably a science to that, right? Like calories versus health. I yes. mean, because there can be low calorie food that is that is so bad for you. It's so inflammatory, right? Yeah. So it doesn't so I think it's all about your body. So because I'm like a high, was I'm a more high calorie person, but I'm bigger.
1: I mean, I do I do like to consume some calories. I was okay. I consumed a lot of calories this weekend. Yeah. What's your pet? What's your peak? Well, it was my mom's 75th birthday on Saturday, so and we were going to Dallas already for the. SBC field hockey sort of championships. Oh, yeah. Did anybody win SBC? Or what? No, we... uh, Boys volleyball played in the semifinals. We we won the first game. We lost the second game to Kincaid, but we only lost three to zero, which I thought we would lose ten to zero. And we... That was the fewest amount of points they had scored on anyone to wow. date. So that, and let me tell you, I was not expecting it. Wow. They played life just outs. that good. Yeah, Kincaid's really good. I mean, I think they probably didn't play as well as they could have. I think if we were on turf, they would have beaten us a gazillion to nothing. But we played so well on Friday. And then on Saturday, we lost to St. Stephen's. We should not have lost that game, but we lost hmm. to St. Stephen's. I don't know what place we ended up, but um, it was fun because my sister flew in from L.A. because it was my mom's birthday and she was having meetings. And so... We, I went, I spent Wait, what a lot of time. what city were you in? Dallas. Dallas, okay. We spent a lot of time with my parents. <laughs> I had dinner with them on Thursday night at a place called Beverly's Bistro and Bar. I don't know Where's if been there. Where's Beverly's? I don't know, maybe on Beverly's. It's like in uptown kind of. Oh, okay. And it was, it was great. It was like the perfect mix of things that I was going to like and things my dad was going to like. Oh, I've never even heard of it. No, it was, it was darling on the inside. Here's the thing. We lived in Dallas six years ago. Yeah, none of these restaurants was here when you were there. Yeah.
0: Like, people always are like oh if a restaurant can make it in Dallas it can make it anywhere essentially yeah. because that's Dallas the turnover with restaurants is so it. and the restaurants that were cool
1: when i was there are not are not cool are anymore, not cool anymore. i think yeah. that's sort of a hard thing with a restaurant like how do yeah. you make sure it has longevity and whatever so then on Friday. But people in Dallas aren't loyal. Okay. No. I mean, not.
0: maybe to Bistro 31 or somewhere like we that. We did go there
1: for lunch. Oh, you did? Yep, we did. <sighs> Their sushi is so good. Did you have sushi? No I, I, no, I had a mochi. Oh, okay. So that was good. I did have that. But um, So then we went to someplace called Sachet, which is a Mediterranean restaurant. Oh, cool. I don't know. On Oakland. It was absolutely delicious. It was my it, food-wise, my favorite food of the weekend. Was Rosie, like, taking notes for her menu, possibly? Yeah, well, so we did sort of think through some things. What was interesting is my mom ordered the chicken thighs. Oh, yeah. And they were on sort of some orzo, and the Uh chicken thighs came out. And I was like, oh, my God, Mom, those look just like your chicken thighs. Like, they were, like, blackened on the top. Yeah. She would pour, like, soy sauce on them and broil them in the oven, and they'd get, like, kind of sugary and, like, black on the top. So then Rosie's like I was like Rose You're you got to get some hungry. of your own food experiences growing up into the restaurant. So yeah. as like, these black and chicken breast you could do, could be delicious. So yeah, she, we kind of we did sort of analyze from the restaurant I perspective. I feel like you could be a good menu consultant. I mean I, I in terms of like the balance of the menu yes, I do think so I could that's what be I'm good saying I that. feel like yeah. the balance. I
0: feel like I you and I would be good in that sense because we know what everybody else likes but then you and I like other I like things. Like other
1: things and I think you yeah. at this point you sort of have to You have to have disparate, disparate tastes. I think you got to kind of within your theme, you got to do a veg, got to do a vegan, Yes. got to do a a fish, you got to do something gluten free. You know what I mean? You got to do that. So, so, and then on Saturday night for my mom's birthday, we went to the Charles. Oh yeah. That's right. It was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it was so much fun we were so grateful because I know that we, we called like two weeks ago and, um. Benji Holmes, he was lovely and he got us a really great table. My brother happened to be having dinner at the same restaurant. He couldn't make it because he had his friends in town, but he was at a different table. And so we had a great time. Oh, wait. So your brother was there with other people? With other people. He wasn't even with us. Oh, okay. But we <laughs> laughed so hard. The whole, our waitress was fabulous and the food was delicious. The the, uh, the roasted broccoli. Yum. You guys, how do you make broccoli so it's not mushy? Like, I just need to maybe like... I think they steamed it and then like then put it on the grill, but I mean it was crunchy and I had this. Wait, you don't roast broccoli? It's no, just... I don't. I mean, but not, it was it was maybe not roasted. It was maybe more like grilled kind of. It had
0: I don't know if you put it on 425 for like 20 minutes and it'll that get I crispy. do. But
1: like this is like more of like a grilled flavor. Oh, interesting. And it was sitting in almost like a puttanesca sauce, like coming. It didn't have some kind of like tomato sauce that was I thought delicious. You love a tomato. I love a tomato. There's some lemon ricotta nudie or something. Oh, my gosh, what did I have the other day and it had tomatoes and I was like, oh, Catherine would like. This. This. I love it. I did not used to like a tomato, but I love like I I love a tomato now, but I really like them in the summer the best. So it was a great weekend. Jim and I had a day. We went to the Nasher and then we went to the George Bush Center, do they call it? They don't call it the George Bush Library. They call it like the George Bush Presidential Center. Oh at SMU. Yes. We went there Um, and it was I had never been before. I mean, wow, I'm like impressed you didn't shop. Well, here's my new thing. Yeah, okay? I was going to say this. So I'm going to just tell you all my new plan for life. Right. I realized I own a store. And so obviously I need people to come shop at Greta regularly so I can stay in business. Yeah. But I don't want to go shopping to buy clothes to wear to go shopping again. You well, I'm saying?
0: but like you could go to your competitors in Dallas and like see.
1: Like well, now I could, but I just was like, I, and, and I, and I do, we, we did go to Cabana. No, I didn't go. Cause I, Jim was with me. So it was oh, like kind yeah. of a, I went to Roberta a roller rabbit oh, yeah, yeah. to get something for the girls, went to St. Bernard's to get something for the girls. Oh, yeah, St. Bernard's. Like, yeah. so I did kind of, it was partner's card. So I did kind of that, but I want to make sure when I go to another city, yeah, you're I do not just shopping and eating that isn't yeah. shopping and eating. And so, and then at the Nasher they had um, a Carol Bovee exhibit, which we had seen in New York when I was there with Jenny. And so I wanted to, say. that was great. So that's my new plan. I, I can that's... still do shopping and eating, my two favorite things, but I've got to have something else.
0: I mean, but if you have to choose between shopping and the something else, are you doing the something else? Yeah, that's my new plan. Oh
1: my God. Expanding my mind. Wow. Maybe when. When you're old like I am. Yeah, right. I almost yeah. just, yeah. And it's your yeah, birthday you this week. It is my birthday on Saturday. And I'll be back in Dallas. I feel think hucky. I've made you feel old twice. That's okay. Me? You know what? Here's the thing. You got to just own it. I mean, I can't do anything about it. There was a whole thing on the Today Show this morning about people giving Sarah Jessica Parker a hard time. Oh, I saw Did that. Did you see that? Because mm. they're doing sex in the city again mm. and everyone's commenting on how old she is. And she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I'm getting old. Like, yeah, wait till I you're saw old, that. people. Yeah wants to you know
0: I think it's just tough when you're some you play a role that's so iconic when you're younger. Yes, and then And then but I do agree with her in the sense of like yeah, she got older. Like, what
1: oh, yeah. wrinkles. That's what's going to happen. I mean,
0: I mean as yeah, I can't have botox for a long long time. I did see a lot of
1: too much and too much in a lot in Dallas. It's a lot. I think there's yeah. I think I, if you could I wish that I could see like Sarah Jessica Parker with a boatload of work done on her face. No, but clumping. she's had work done. It's just good but work. It's good work. Like if you had seen like when Gwyneth it was gonna, has had good work good work, but like the, if they went the other route and it wasn't good work and it was like they were really trying to look young. I wish you could see it like side by side what it would have looked like. People would appreciate I, what a great how she yeah. has aged so gracefully.
0: I she has a I think she's aged gracefully. I just think unfortunately she's one of those polarizing people where you either really love her or you don't. Yeah. Like Jeff thinks she he does not like her. But also like I but I love her. Yes, yeah, so I love. So I think I don't know. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> well I'm gonna get over the fact that she's old now.
1: I think I think Big's gonna die. <gasps> Why do you think that? I mean, just You mean like he's going to be dead before it starts? Is he in the show or no? Oh. I think he dies in the show. Do you have some inside knowledge I don't have? I might. You can't share it with us on the podcast? I
0: mean, I follow an Instagram account that has been basically stalking the sets <laughs> and then the way that they've been filming. So I guess uh, I should say spoiler alert, although I could be wrong. These people could be wrong. Like, it's not like be wrong. they didn't steal a script and like or whatever, but they film outside in New York
1: Oh, so you kind of see what so, you stand around and watch it. Then you yeah, see what's so like
0: yeah. you know, I have a feeling that he passes because they they showed her in like a hospital, maybe in all black. Well, yeah, and then there was this like iconic photo that recently came out where she's like smoking and she has on um, gloves, uh huh,
1: like rubber gloves, like Lover, like uh-huh, does, uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: That is true. Yeah, and she's wearing like like she looks like she's in mourning, but. Oh. So I have a feeling big is going to die which is honestly like if this is the end if this is the end then the yeah I mean they need to make up for sex in the city too that movie was Terrible. Terrific. Terrible. The first movie was amazing. Amazing. So we need to we need to put a big bow on this and just move on. I mean, yeah. you Kim, Kim Contral not in it, which like I have mixed which feelings. Makes me sad. It makes. I mean, she's Samantha. Yeah, I don't know how you could not have Samantha. So she's obviously dead. What's the story right? behind that? She just hates Sarah Jessica Parker. They hate each other.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. they hate each other the whole time they uh-huh. were filming? Uh huh. Yep. Isn't that wild? What grownups hate each other?
0: I think it's an ego thing, you know, I think and I think, too, if you I mean, OK, so let me just we're getting really off track, but <laughs> like Sex in the City is the one show I own every season of. I do pay attention to like a couple of blogs that talk about the behind gotcha. the scenes okay. stuff. So I think that the problem is, is that Samantha's character is so iconic, Right. I mean, all four of them. Yes, are. they are. Yes. However, when the show was airing, Samantha's character was way more polarizing than Carrie was. Yes. Or sorry, Kim Cattrall as Samantha yes, was way was more, more polarizing, polarizing than... than SJP as. Right. So I think that that I'm I've just heard that Sarah Jessica Parker is like lovely, like so kind, so nice. However, you are still dealing with egos, right? And she is supposed to be the headliner of this HBO show. And I think Kim got a lot of press. And I think her character was a little bit more revolutionary. So I think that there was always some discord on, like, how much screen time each of them was getting, things like that. So I think it was really just, like, I think Kim kind of was like, actually, I'm sort of top dog. And SJP was like, but I think... I've heard that Kim was harder to work with, which made
1: makes sense. And it, you really couldn't have the, uh, another season of it without Sarah Jessica Parker, without Carrie. Like, you just couldn't, because she's, well, narrating, the yeah, I mean, she's narrating the whole thing. Yeah, she's narrating
0: the whole thing. So, I think it came down to, like, it's her or me, and yeah. it was it was SJP. But... <laughs> this is all, I mean, you know, I'm not friends with them. It's not like I, like, (laughs) was sitting in the writer's room. But yeah, I mean, I think it's unfortunate, right, that they, like, couldn't find common ground to just, like, wrap it up. But I also think Kim was, like, I think, you know, in the movie, they gave her cancer and then menopause, or sorry, at the end of the show, they gave her cancer and then she had menopause in this last movie. Like, I don't think they've they've done her character a lot of justice.
1: justice. But those are all real Um, things that happen to people, so. No,
0: 100%, but, like, also let
1: everybody else yes, shine and yeah. be, still be fabulous totally
0: so yeah. i don't know i feel i feel like sjp has kind of had the writers on her side and the producing team and you know all of that but that's my two cents
1: well we digress as as usual <laughs> as usual but it's easy to do when you're us
0: i mean I'm sure there's maybe one person listening who appreciates
1: this opinion. Maybe one person is <laughs> screaming one person. at their All car being like, that's one. not
0: right. But that's All okay. Oh, one. I mean,
1: yeah. Well, we're really excited about our guests this week. We're yes. always excited about our guests. I mean, we really like.
0: I don't think we've ever been like, so our guests this week. Our guests this week <laughs> sucks. No,
1: that is definitely not the
0: case. No. And actually, it's very fitting because I feel like. For this time of year, yeah, for sure. Definitely.
1: Perfect. So, so you guys. JoLynn Jones was named the John Kirkpatrick Executive Director of Oklahoma City Ballet in February 2018. As Executive Director, she has the primary responsibility of fundraising, financial accountability, administrative management, and board engagement. Prior to joining the staff at Oklahoma City Ballet, she spent almost 17 years as Director of Development and Communications at Infant Crisis Services. She has won numerous awards for her public relations and marketing campaigns, including Best of the Best from the American Marketing Association for a social media campaign. The Edmund native attended Oklahoma State University and the University of Central Oklahoma and holds a bachelor's degree in communications. Before her nonprofit career, Jones worked in the broadcast industry, both out of state and locally, where she anchored the Saturday morning newscast on KWTV and the evening news on OETA. She also owned a successful children's clothing boutique, The Beanstalk. Jones is a member of Leadership Oklahoma City Class 30 and serves on the alumni board. Welcome, Joe, to Action City.
2: Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or a brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blackened Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. & Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms, email at podcasts at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black &
1: Joe, I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It's so fun to see you in person. Likewise. And you have on your Oklahoma City
3: Ballet t-shirt. Of course. Oh, do you wear that every day or is that just for us special no, today? I wore it special for you today. Oh, but I, I, I do that. wear it pretty routinely. It's I cute. love that lo- I, may, yep. I may have more than one in my closet <laughs> <laughs> It's like a uniform without it
1: being It's really uh-huh. so much fun um, Maybe I need to just wear a Greta t-shirt every day
0: Well, and we've been talking about Action City t-shirts And it has yet to come to fruition We have a lot of plans for Action City That, that yeah, have not yeah.
1: come to fruition Yeah. We just need some more people and Actually, I and think money. this
0: week is our year anniversary <gasps> So you're kind of oh, our Oh, yeah, yeah, so you're right special guest. I love
1: I that I can't believe it's been a year I know I mean, but we're really excited that you're a guest. We're so excited. Well, thank you. I mean, I've been I grew up going to the Oklahoma City Ballet. Just did you my do mom, ballet? I did ballet. Yeah. My mom was the board chair at some point in time. I mean, we spent a lot of time at the ballet. We went to all the ballets. Now, my ballet skills would not indicate that. <laughs> I always wanted to be Clara and the Nutcracker. And I never got past like a party girl. Or a party boy. I was a party boy once. So well, you know, they had to use their resources absolutely. So I mean, I I don't I don't know if I was an angel, but I got like you know, party boy. Paula Chanel was about as far as I made it. See, and I think it, when I did it, it was the opposite. So you were an angel
0: first, yes, but or a soldier, they, and then you got to be a party. Those person. were
3: like more important roles at, when I was there. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, I too took dance from about kindergarten, first grade till I was in high school, really? probably my senior year in high school. I was terrible <laughs> at it. Loved it. Dreamed. Of, I mean, what little girl doesn't dream of being a ballerina? Yes. Oh, I was just awful. I
0: was, I was too, <laughs> actually. <laughs> like looking back, I was not good. Yeah. No, no. But I mean,
3: we did it, right? Well, so. and it's so good for you. Yes. You know, it's just, it's a great Great exercise. uh I think my mom just wanted me to be able to walk gracefully down those stairs. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it worked. Well, so. that was
0: like one of our little, I don't want to say it was a test, but it, we had to walk with a book on our head. Mm-hmm. Where? With Miss, was it wasn't Miss Sarah? No. Yeah. At, At Open City Ballet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be oh. able to walk across like the entire floor.
1: And it was, I mean, it was a long walk. I just remember that my, your hair has to be done and you have to have the proper yes. outfit, which was yes. hard if you were the oldest of four children, mm. because you didn't always know where the outfit was. That was very stressful. <laughs> oh, and I will tell this one quick story. So my parents used to, they were very eco-friendly and they would drive diesel cars. Okay. So this is really what I remember. So, you know, the, at the old location on Classen, the I would, you know, they were always late to pick me up. So I would, like, sit inside until, you know, until they would come. And there's, you know, I don't know. I think the offices were, like, on the right uh-huh. and all the rooms were there kind of like the those middle couches. On the left and there were those yeah. couches. I could hear my mom coming from, like, four blocks away because the <laughs> diesel, like... Peugeot that she drove literally made so much noise and it was like, I felt like it was interrupting all the classes and she'd like screech into the circle drive, like <sighs> all the noise. And they, I can just remember being mortified
3: that's so on the pickup. Well, so Joe, are you from here? Well, my family is from Oklahoma, but they took a detour to Colorado. Oh, okay. And so I was born in Colorado and we lived there till I was about, it's about t- Oh, uh, kindergarten or so. And okay. we moved to a small town in Oklahoma, Crescent, Oklahoma. We had no connection to Crescent. My parents were both educators, and I think they just got jobs there. And so Crescent? Yeah, where, what? Crescent is in Logan County. It's north of Guthrie. Oh, OK. Um, on so is Guthrie the big city? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like going to town, you'd go to Guthrie. <laughs> but my grandparents lived here, and so we spent every weekend in Oklahoma City. Uh, with my grandmother, and you know, we do all of our shopping. T G N Y. If you remember the T G N uh, Y day, yes, my mom still has things in her house with the T G N Y sticker on TGNY? it. What's T G
1: N Y? It was like a kind of a Target, a yeah, it was like a <laughs> yeah, like a you, general store yes. kind of. Mm-hmm
3: but maybe it wasn't, it was like a less expensive general store. It was like a teeny tiny little Walmart. Yeah. Interesting. So anyway, so we moved to Edmond, which was my mother's hometown, uh, when I was in middle school and, uh, my parents kind of gave me the choice. They said, do you want to go to a big school in Edmond or do you want to go to the little school Deer Creek? And I said, Deer Creek. Now, I know it's not little anymore <laughs> It's not at all, but there were 66 people in my graduating class. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So how long had Deer Creek been there at that point? It had been there a long time, it a had, long just... time, but it was a little country school. I had had an uncle that had graduated from there, a great uncle. And so, but my family, my mother's family was from the Edmund area. And so that's where I ended up growing up. Gosh, I, it,
0: it is wild when you drive out there now, how much is oh, out there? Oh my God. Yeah. It's I its mean, own town. No, it really is. It's incredible.
1: Wait, do you have siblings? I do I not. I you do, I do not. not. I think I should know that, but I guess I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, w- do you think you picked a smaller school just because you, you had lived in a small town before? I think that? so. And I think that just maybe seemed
3: a little scary, or mm-hmm. it seemed comfortable, I guess. Well, so what were your interests in high school? I was kind of a band nerd. I
0: was a twirler <laughs> I was well uh, those have fun outfits
1: yes. like, oh, yeah
3: I mean, oh, fabulous yeah. outfits and, Well, you have to have Sequence.
1: coordination to have to be the twirler is that the we have the flag and you spin the whole thing around or no, is that the, the batons, the batons? Wait a minute, that's
3: major coordination well I didn't say I wasn't coordinated I just wasn't very good at ballet <laughs> <it. laughs> you threw that thing really high up in the oh, air and yes, then caught it again yes yes so I was the halftime entertainment you know the marching band oh so. we need a video Yeah. I wish. I wish we had some. So um, I did that and I was in band and choir and show choir and jazz band. I think I spent all my day in the band room and and, uh, I was band nerd. It was great.
0: I can't imagine though you were really that much of a nerd if you were like wearing the cute outfit and twirling.
3: (laughs) That was like the cool side of band. (laughs) Yeah. Was that, is that Yeah, I think
1: that's the the cool cool side side band band, for sure.
3: All right. Well okay so then it t- came time to go to college and what happened so i my mother was working on her phd at oh. OSU, and so I would go up with her occasionally when she would have a class, and I would spend my you know evening just walking around the campus. I was a junior, senior in high school, and of course I was sold. I was like, oh, "Yeah, gotta come to school here." Yeah. I, I mean, it was just amazing, and so it's a beautiful campus. And uh, so I made my decision; that's where I was going to go. I went four years. Uh, Went through graduation, but was a couple of hours shy of graduate, of actually getting my diploma. And, uh, oh, my parents were not happy about I, it, I, as you can I, imagine. But they were not. Being but, educators, they oh, yes. did not think that was good. Cool. Oh, yes. And so I was like, oh, you know, I'll get it this summer at, at Central State. It was called Central State at the time. And uh, they're in Edmond. And, of course, you know, life got in the way and I got a job. <laughs> in radio and uh and then that job led to another job led to tv and i i don't know years and years later i thought you know i really have to go back (laughs) and get my degree so i finally did okay well at least you did what were the two classes you you had to take Oh, I don't even remember. Did you get to
1: pick this time? Or was it like you had to take the required whatever?
3: Yeah, then you have to kind of almost start over with a new degree plan. So, yeah, a couple of hours turned into a semester of class. So, anyway. Oh, that's so funny. Wait, tell me about... I had a teeny tiny little
1: radio show when I was in high school. We had like a radio station at school that projected all over the valley where I went to high school. And I mean, I absolutely loved it. I didn't know anything about music, but I loved talking on the microphone. So tell me about the radio show. I mean, what was the,
3: was it like music that you played or was it a talk radio? Well, um, it was actually a sports talk show. Oh, and I was, oh, did, you know about, did you know things about sports? I did. My dad had been a coach and you know, he wanted he, you know, he wanted to instill all that knowledge in his <laughs> daughter. And so, oh, you know, we, we were the house with the console TV with the little portable TV sitting on top of the console so we could watch all Two the games, games once, right, oh, okay. on the weekends. And so, yeah, so I had a, a sports talk show uh, on the on, um, a station there in Stillwater. Did you That's only awesome. talk about
1: football or did you talk about
3: other no, sports? Oh no, we talked all kinds of sports and a lot of women's sports too. At the time I got to That's so little, this sort of this revolutionary, like, Yeah, but pre-Aaron
1: Andrews. Yeah. Pre-having women as sportscasters. Oh I yes.
3: Mean, it was, it was a rough go. I, I, I worked some in the, uh, football booth, you know, during football games and uh, when the real professionals would come in and see that I was a, I mean, let's face it, a girl, you know, at 21 (laughs) years old, they were like, yeah, no, we're not working with her. Oh, it was pretty ugly. Are you serious? Interesting. I mean, this would have been in the early 80s. Do you think they thought you were going to be a boy because your name is Joe? Absolutely.
1: Oh, interesting. See, that was kind of a way to get your foot in the door without... It worked. Before social media. so. Mm-hmm. can you imagine in this day and age, if
3: you said, no, I'm not working with her, you would be canceled. Oh yeah. yeah. You couldn't do that now. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. The stories I could tell they were not, they were not nice, but. So did this make you want to pivot your career or was it? Kind oh of... no, I doubled down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to take this. Yeah. Okay. So then in the, in your TV career, I've always been fascinated by your TV career. Cause I think it was before I lived here. So I never really got to see
3: you on TV. Give me the For whom did you work? Well, I was working. I worked at Channel 4, but not on the air um, for several years. And it was such a fabulous training ground. I mean, I my my buddies that I was working with were like Cherokee Ballard and um, uh, Carrie Ferguson, who, you know, now is the. Executive Director at the Memorial, Oklahoma City Memorial, and Watkins, sorry, is her, her <laughs> yes.
0: name was Ferguson. <laughs> I, that's what, when you yeah, said Ferguson, Ferguson was like, I was like, Carrie.
3: Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, I mean, it was a great training yeah. ground. I mean, we worked... uh at at Channel 4 for many years and uh, as production assistants and then I went to work at WKY Radio doing the news and then uh, I took a job at KSWO-TV in Lawton doing their morning show and I did that for about a year and then I moved to Wichita Falls, Texas Um, you know Pardon anybody that's from Texas, but I hated it <laughs> <laughs> Texas. was terrible. But I worked there for a little over a year uh, at the CBS affiliate doing the weekend news and worked as a reporter. And uh, because you don't get paid anything, I also took side hustles as uh, radio, doing radio shows and uh, being a uh Newscaster for several radio stations in in Wichita Falls, and finally just decided to pull the plug and move home. That's when I finished my degree, college degree. And, you know, after being out of college for, I don't know, at that point, five or six years. And then um, I took a job at OETA doing a, a show about business. It was called Business Oklahoma and stayed there for many, many, many years doing a variety of different shows at OETA. And
1: so you would have business owners on the show and mm-hmm. you would interview them and ask travel the state doing kind of doing like stories. discover Oklahoma, but mm-hmm.
3: for mm-hmm. businesses did that. And then eventually worked in their newsroom and then channel nine, uh, decided to do a morning weekend morning show. They had never done a weekend morning. You know, they obviously did their regular morning show during the week, but they had not done one on the weekend. And so they called me and if, if you've ever been out in that T V area in Oklahoma City. The T V stations are all within a few miles of one another. Yeah. It's kind of a high point, a high point in Oklahoma City, and they've all got their towers out there. So Channel Nine and OETA are literally next door to one another. And so somebody at Channel Nine called and said, Would you come over and, and read for us for this new morning show? And I did and they offered me the job. And so I worked for both stations. OETA is public television. It's not competitive. It's considered a non-competitive TV show. And so um, I would work for them during the week in Channel 9 doing their weekend show. And and in the process of all of that, I opened my children's clothing oh, store. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh my Wait, what was your clothing store? It was called the Beanstalk.
1: Oh,
0: okay. So you did that
1: and you had two other jobs
0: all I at did. once? I did. Wait, was that in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I think I shopped there. <laughs> no, like I know I shopped there. Wait a minute.
3: <laughs> so what, what made you open a children's clothing store I, mean, I don't know i was just nuts i was single i had i you know i was just focused and wanted to do things and that just seemed like a really have fun thing to do oh no i wasn't even married oh my gosh that's so where was yeah. the beanstalk it was on western avenue where camps yeah uh, oh right right hmm right right.
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And did That's you, a, yeah,
1: were, were was, you there every, like, how, how did you do, I mean, who was there when you weren't there?
3: Did you hire people? I, at that point, I think I had let OETA go. I was just working as a substitute, I think, for them. And then I was just doing uh channel nine on the weekends and it was early morning. So it didn't, yeah. you know, it
0: didn't, <laughs> it didn't I remember bother your my... store. Actually, this is like, I'm getting like a weird flashback. <laughs> no, I am. I mean, cause like there was a. Uh, was it ground floor cafe? No. What was at mm-hmm. the end? Yeah, ground floor cafe. Oh, where Che is now? Uh-huh. Something like uh-huh. that. Like I thought
1: ground floor cafe was in the Lunch Plaza. No, the lunch box. It was right. in Nicholas Plaza. Where, it was. Where Ocea O's, is. Yeah, you but then there was something else
0: mm-hmm. on that corner. Was it mm-hmm. ground floor cafe? I can't they may have
1: moved over there. Or, or
0: there was, it was some sort of lunch place. Lunch place. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember. Oh, they did move over there. I remember. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, I'm like, and then there was the place with all the luggage. Right? Camber's. Yes. Camber's was next door. Camber's was next yeah. door. Oh my gosh, I I'm uh, You I mean, remember. I do. I like shopping that much at that young of an age. <laughs> oh
1: so my. I had that store for about, I don't know, 8 years. 8 years? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I've only had Greta for 6. You really have had lots of careers. I have. So did you continue doing the weekend? I did for, I did
3: that for No, 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 no. I just did that for a couple of years and then Once the store, you know, I felt like was open and running and I let that go and focused on that and then started volunteering and, you know, trying to get involved in the community. That's how I Mm -hmm. found Infant Crisis Services. And
1: anyway, well, okay, so you're as a news caster behind the scenes. What did you what did you love about Oklahoma at that time? I mean, you literally went all over the state. I mean, what was it that kind of surprised you about Oklahoma, about Oklahomans, about businesses and what was the did well, it teach you to love your state obviously oh I mean... obviously I couldn't stand living in
3: Texas <laughs> you couldn't even <laughs> being over the border oh, 20 minutes put oh, you over yeah. the edge uh, I think some of it is the people I mean, yeah. uh, I mean we all say that but uh, I mean I people. wonder if other states can say that, because I know we say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm sure the Pennsylvanians say how great Pennsylvania sure, people Sure, until they come to Oklahoma. Well, that's
1: true.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're like, everybody's so nice here. Exactly.
3: I mean, yeah. it was, I mean, here you are as a, a reporter. You are going into people's homes and their businesses. And that can be a, totally intimidating. But people were always so welcoming. I mean, we would, we would go to you know, the tiniest of towns and find these quirky businesses or things. And people were always so willing to tell their story. Mm -hmm. So open and so kind and would talk to us. And I mean, that's just amazing. It was great. You know, there's a lot of places I'm sure you would go that that would just not be the case, that you would be knocking on doors that never, never got opened. So it was just, it's just I really didn't want to live anywhere else. And I had opportunity to go to other stations and other states. And, um, I really liked being in Oklahoma and of course it's even better now than it was then, but we all stuck it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I just couldn't. And then of course, getting a taste of living somewhere else, um, it was not good. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to go back home, be with my people.
1: I always think that's fun because then you know that you're that you're here for the long haul. Right. You're at some point in time. Like, you know, I felt like my foot was always one step out of home. And now having been back for so long, I'm so happy that I'm here Mm -hmm. and not somewhere else. When I talk to my other friends who live other places. Right. Well, so when you had the beans, what was it called? The beanstalk? Mm hmm you sort of knew how to run your business because you had seen all these other businesses and you knew how they operated and you knew what you loved about them?
3: Yes. Uh, although I'll tell you, it was before the internet. Right. And, uh, oh, uh. I mean, I can just, I don't know, good or bad, but you know, it was hard. It was hard to run a small business. Did you have a uh, fax machine? How did you?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, we were like Because I mean, I think about writing orders, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that I do at I mm-hmm. Like, if I didn't have the internet, how would I get... The pictures, how would I see it? How would I write, how would I send them the orders? What would
3: I do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's old school. school. Facts. You'd scan it and email. I mean, we had email, although it wasn't great. I guess Uh, you could also do it if, did you go to market?
1: Yes. So you could do it there. When you went to market, you could say, here's my order. Turn
3: in your order. Mm -hmm. And
1: they'd be like, peel off one of those carbon copies probably, and Mm -hmm. they'd hand you the one so that you could. Exactly. My mother-in-law owned a store in Dunkirk, or her mother-in-law owned a store store in Duncan and my mother, my mother-in-law ran it. And she got so frustrated that she wrote her own computer program for the inventory. She's real resourceful. Like she's, I mean, and I just think I'm like, I could never, I don't, I mean, I don't love it that much. I mean, I do
3: love (laughs) it, but I'm not writing my own computer program for it. Well, okay. So you sold the store eventually. Closed the store in the ensuing years. I had gotten married and then had a child and was taking my son to work with me, and you know when they start getting really mobile at about two or three. He <laughs> knows what that like. I mean, you're just a bit. Yeah. So I closed the store and stayed home with him for a few months and decided that I was really not cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Here, yeah, yeah. It was hard. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. I I am. I admire people who know that they can do that, that are good at it. And it just was not good for me mentally. Um, I think there's like a balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've kind of come Mm -hmm. up
0: with a hybrid situation where I get to see my kids all the time, but I still have other things going on. I think that's important. I do too. I bet I have friends who stay home and they love it. So I definitely think there are those people or those moms or dads or whatever caregivers. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you.
3: Yeah. And maybe if I'd have been a mom a little younger in my life, maybe that would have been okay. But, you know, at that point I had, well, as we've already (laughs) discussed, I had already done a lot. And so the idea of staying home was, it was really
0: hard. So, Well, it's just, they don't tell you how quickly that transition happens, right? Like when you decide to stay home, like there's no like two week notice or like easing into it. It's just, it's very, okay, you're home. And then you're just like,
3: I'm here. Yeah. And yeah. not only are you home, but then the income that you were used yes, to making, right, yes. that goes away, mm-hmm. and so it's like, okay, so now I'm home. I have all this time on my hands, and no extra money to spend. Right. You, can't, you can't go shopping because you don't have any money well, to shop. The guilt that comes with it, right? Yes, it's like yes. another level. Yeah, it's tough. It was it was hard. So I um had done a story when I was at Channel 9 on Infant Crisis Services. And when it was just this tiny little place two I think, two was employees. Was it still in the church when you did the It was in the church. Okay, oh, cool. And so um, the founder and executive director, Mickey Ferris, asked me if I would do, um, I had done the story on her. She asked me if I would serve on the board of directors. And that's how I got involved at Infant Crisis Services. So fast forward, I had served on the board for three or four years. Then I had rolled off. So here I am at home with a two or three year old at that point. And I just knew that I needed to do something, not necessarily a job, but I needed to be involved. And I wanted it to be in a nonprofit. And uh, so I called her up and said, hey, I need to get involved. I, can you hire <laughs> Help me today? Help I got to get out of this house. And she did. She said, Gosh. I have a part-time position opening. Like, can you start next week? And I go, oh, no, 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 no. I, don't, you know, I didn't mean for you to hire me, but I can come be a volunteer. Or she was like, no, really, this would be great. Since you've been a board member, you can hit the ground running. So... I did. I took the job the very next week. What, was, your, what was the first job? Was it I communications? Was, uh, no, email. I was the volunteer coordinator, but oh, then right. pretty nice. quickly took over all the communication stuff, writing the newsletter, doing the emails, et cetera, and marketing for them. And um, found a place for my son to be just, and just did it part time. And uh, 16 and a half years yeah, I, I later, adjust. I was still working for them. <laughs> and that was really your longest running oh, yeah, job. And for sure.
1: For sure. And think about all the growth that happened in that time. I mean, when I I first, I don't know if I was on the board yet, but when I first came to do the fashion show with Rhonda Hefton, (laughs) we didn't have a development person, right? There was one person, I can't remember her name. She kind of like kept some emails in a spreadsheet or something. Like we didn't have a development program. We had, we were just sort of raising money when people had time, they'd go out and ask for money and that all the way to... Today
3: is right, traumatic. It is, it's, there was huge growth during those 16 years. Due to lots of reasons, uh, Mickey Ferris is a you know wonderful executive director and great leadership, and so. But I really got to cut my teeth. I did every job in yeah. the building, from volunteer coordinator to um, communications director. Uh, I was handling all the accounts payables, <laughs> the accounts receivables oh at one point before uh, Jennifer came. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh! I mean, you know everything. I was uh, operations. It's a small a business, venture. really. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And eventually development. Yeah. Which so, is amazing.
1: Anyway. And so uh, clearly you were ready for the next step. I mean, you yes. had, you had done every job there was to do. Yes. You had owned your own business. So you knew what it like, was like to be in charge. Mm-hmm. So
3: how did the transition to the Oklahoma City Ballet happen? Well, um, I don't remember how I even really heard about it. If they called me, I called them. But um, we went through a, you know, months of interviews and a variety of different uh, interviews and, and rounds of interviews and then negotiating. And it took months. But I finally started uh, February uh, f- three and a half years ago. So it's almost four years ago come f- this coming February. And um, it just all kind of came together. I think the nonprofit background uh, owning a business, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, the ballet is a nonprofit, it's a, but it's, a business. it's also a business. And uh, a good portion of its income comes from ticket sales. So there's marketing that has to be school done. Fees. There's school. So there's tuition. And then obviously the rest of it is, you know, it's philanthropic. We're out there um, asking for donations. So it's a variety of income sources and um, Anyway, it just seemed like the fit. Now, I had not taken dance from uh, Oklahoma City Ballet. Maybe I would have been a better <laughs> ballet dancer if I had. I would taken from another lady here in Oklahoma City. Uh, sweet, sweet little Betty Stockard School of Dance. Oh, I remember um, that. Mm-hmm, up there on May Avenue. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a great teacher. Um so I loved ballet and I had that background and they have a, a, you know, artistic director who really runs that side of the house, but they just needed somebody to take care of the business side of the house. And so I ended up there and it was a dream job. I mean, had it really you has all been.
1: moved into the current
3: location when you, you they'd been there. A year before you got that, a maybe? year. Uh, the artistic team, the admin team was not there yet because they did not have offices. So that was part of the first thing I had to do was build out the administrative offices in that iconic building that we're in That's now, beautiful. Uh, which if anybody knows is there on 68th and class and Boulevard, What had been the uh, AEP gym that Aubrey McClendon had built. And it is spectacular. And it literally, I think has helped put Oklahoma City Ballet on the map. You know, Oklahoma City Ballet has a fabulous reputation nationally, and I think a lot of people don't know that. They don't understand uh, what fabulous dancers we have, who can dance anywhere anywhere. In the world, and they come dance here, but that building has helped elevate us. It gets a lot of attention, right? When we're vying for good dancers, and people are are, are auditioning to be a part of our company, they want to come here because they know they're going to get to dance in these fabulous facilities, and that means a lot. It's so
1: interesting. It's as if the building was specifically built for the ballet, yet it wasn't. It was not. I. It's I think amazing. about that a lot, you know, because I can see the building from my front porch.
3: So I walk out of my front porch and I look to the left and there it is. And we are up on a hill. Mm -hmm. So and I have to tell you this story. That building is so iconic that remember all the uh, the freeze they had in Texas and Mm -hmm. all the pipes that burst and it ruined Texas ballet theaters. Uh, one of their studios, one of their buildings. They have a couple of buildings, one in Fort Worth, one in Dallas, and it ruined the one in Fort Worth, I believe. And so the executive director called me and said, who was your architect? We, you have the best building in the nation. Wow. Uh, we want your building. Now I had been saying that to people, <laughs> but I, I, everyone, I just assumed everyone, everyone it was true. <laughs> it was a gym before Joe, come on, like how great can it be? But <laughs> But when I heard that mm-hmm. from someone in, the, in industry, the industry, right in in Dallas, to call and say we want your architect. So um, they're in the process of working with Wade Scaramucci, who designed that building for Aubrey, and um, they're wow, that's cool. He will have been the architect for Texas Ballet Theater as well.
1: And at the time he didn't know that he was, I just, I'm so fascinated by that. He just didn't know he was designing it for that.
0: I mean, yeah,
3: it's really cool. It's a beautiful, beautiful building. It's amazing. I have a question
0: about sort of the business side of ballet. So can you explain to me the company dancers, like how that works? I've always like, I love the movie center stage and like all things (laughs) like that, but I've always never understood how that works or what the process is like for these dancers who come and cause are paid, right? Yes, or, okay. Yes. So they're, how are paid professionals. So they they try out and they mm-hmm. are accepted into the company. Mm-hmm. Do you call it the
3: company? We do. Okay, we do. We have uh, any usually anywhere from 29 to 30. I think right now we've got 29 paid dancers wow. who dance for us full time. I mean, it is their job. They they I are really at our they come every morning. Yeah, they every morning. dance classes all day. All day. Classes and then rehearsals. Do they teach
0: as well? Is that a part of it or no?
3: No. Now they can uh, in some of them who want to be teachers, they may... Stay for the evening and teach some classes, but most of them, uh, unfortunately, we don't pay them like a professional like American athlete. City ba- or American no. Ballet Theater uh, or like a, a thunder player. They're not making that kind of money. Uh, I wish we could pay them like that, but um, so a lot of them will have other things that they do on the side. But um, they're at our place from nine to five. It is their full time job. Gotcha. There's ranks. Uh, obviously, you know, your principals make oh, principal, more than okay. your soloist, make more, more than the court de ballet, make more than an apprentice, right? Okay. So it's so a apprentice,
0: court de ballet. What was the next level? Soloist. Soloist and, and principal. then principal. So mm-hmm. how many principal mm-hmm. dancers does a company have?
3: Well, it varies. I think right now we've got two. Oh, okay. So, so it's,
0: it's just a couple.
3: Yeah. It's, it's a few, you okay. know, and, and every company is different. Uh, there may be there. There are companies out there that don't rank their dancers. Oh, they would all just be in the company. So I think a lot of people have thought that we bring in professionals to stage these great ballets that we do, but we don't. They are our. Employees, they work for us. They're on contract, and uh, then below that, the paid professionals are a group of studio company dancers who are hoping to be to get that invitation. Right? Oh, they come, okay. they train for a good part of the day. They can they can audition for a role and they may get cast in a role especially Alice in Wonderland that we just finished It has a huge cast mm-hmm. so even some of our studio company got the call if you will to perform in the show and then below that are is the school. so there's trainees there's pre-professionals there're all these students that are working their way up to be a professional dancer that's so, so the cool.
1: studio company sort of rank doesn't get paid do they pay for classes? No. So there's sort of this middle ground Is it kind of exactly. it kinda like being a walk-on? Oh, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I think you could look
3: at it that way. Okay,
0: I'm yeah. just like trying mm-hmm. to like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a bad mm-hmm. analogy, but like it sounds like yeah, they they are vying for these spots and when one comes available they'll
3: audition yeah. for it. Yeah. So
1: What what's the average age of someone on the in the company?
3: They're in their 20s. Some are up into their 30s. How old so is too old to be you're in the too company? old Catherine
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm too old and I'm not coordinated so yes I tried to take one class like since you've been in the new building I, I tried think to take I'm a too class. old I was like oh I, I know how to do this I took about uh no it was embarrassing I I have zero coordination so I'm too old but so how old, I mean up until tell you can dance as a principal dancer 35 probably. Some are in there.
0: <laughs> I'm sure there are exceptions like the Tom Brady dancers who just like...
1: Who go vegan and yeah. don't eat tomatoes or anything and mm-hmm. then...
0: Yeah. I love going to Che and seeing them all like get coffee and stuff. Because you can tell like who are the dancers and well, yes
1: and, you can. yes. Yeah. The muscles. Oh. Can we talk about the muscles for like just a few they seconds? They are so yeah. fit. So is, I don't, it is. It's so hard. I don't think there's another athlete on earth that's as fit as a ballerina i would agree with that it's just when you go and you watch them the principal dancers do their solos and it goes on and on and on i don't and they're not they're not breathing hard i mean well they can't that's no they
3: can't i mean that's right. it's unbelievable it is unbelievable i always tell somebody who is doesn't think they would like ballet or they haven't been to a ballet i mean sit close sit close and watch watch the the muscles how hard they're working the level of fitness that is required to be a professional ballet dancer is absolutely incredible the lifts that the men have to do to lift the women yeah. the turns the jumps it's pretty amazing
0: it is amazing so for the school what's the youngest age that starts in the school we start at uh, 3
3: Oh, so Campbell could go next year. And oh, yes. we have classes. We even have a class for gold. It's a we do a lot of community outreach, which I don't think people know. Uh, we do free classes in schools and all the boys and girls, uh, boys and girls clubs. Oh, okay. We also do classes at our facility, dance for Parkinson's, and we do one called Golden Swans for. People of a certain age, and I say you have to self-identify as a golden as swan. <laughs> <laughs> I take the golden swans classes. Yes. Now, I may be one of the younger ones in there, but it's a great way to exercise and stretch people, and move. Get and out, and see about, the world. Yeah, I
0: mean, I took ballet. So at Cassidy, you can take... Um, I forgot what it's called, but essentially you can take a trimester, not and not do a team sport. And I did ballet my sophomore year. And I look back at pictures, and it was like when I was my trimmest. I mean, I yeah, I feel like as an adult, if I were to do it again, it would change your body for sure. Make
1: I sure you go too. with the other adults, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the young people. No, right? I was Who in it. Like, I was like
0: sixteen, and I was in a class with all six year olds. It was actually really fun.
1: <laughs> so, but so you have. This You have the school, you have community at- outreach, performances. And the performances. Mm-hmm. And how much of your time
3: do you spend on each? I mean, where do you spend your time every day? Raising money? I probably should do more of that. Um, there's just a lot of, um, especially over the last year and a half, as you can imagine, a lot of policies, mm. decisions that have to be the made surrounding... Um, those kind of decisions. Before that, um, a lot of it had just to do with our operations and our facility and what that was going to look like. Um, making sure there was policies and procedures. I mean, it's a pretty large staff, a lot of dancers, and yeah, so that's
0: more dancers than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. thirty. I thought I was. I don't know why I was thinking it was like ten or fifteen. So,
3: so and a lot of just thinking about finances, making sure that we've, you know, we're. Viable, and we've got enough money coming in and in the pipeline to keep our doors open, and and making sure that I'm being a good steward of the donor dollars that come in.
1: Yeah, and you have a really
3: engaged board. We right? do. You do. We do. And how many? How many people are on your board? I think we've got about 25 board members, maybe a few more. Um, oh, that's then we, pretty big. Mm-hmm, then we have an advisory council, and we have an associate, young associates board, and they're all very involved and. And so they did
1: not those those young professionals boards did not exist when I was young and professional in Oklahoma City. And I think it's such a wonderful way to get that age group involved. And that age group wants to give back. They want to be doing that Absolutely. kind of thing. And I mean, i th- I think there are several organizations around town now that have
3: something for for that age group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Our young professionals uh, are, we call it our associate board. They hosted uh, a couple of years ago, a prom.
0: Oh, I remember this. Uh, It was a hit.
3: Oh my gosh. It was wonderful. And of course we didn't get to have prom last year. right? So we're going to do prom again this year in January. And it's just a great party and it's in our building, which is great because then people get it. They have an opportunity to see that iconic uh, big arched window and be in our big studio A. So it's a fun dance party.
0: Okay. So speaking of what, so obviously the Nutcracker is coming up, but what kind of ballets are in the pipeline and how can people come see the ballet?
3: Well, I think I mentioned to you earlier, this is our 50th right season, which is a big, big deal. Starting with the nut, the Nutcracker? Is that start the 50th season? Actually, it started uh, last month with Alice, with Alice in, Wonderland, in Wonderland. And okay. then we'll have the Nutcracker, which of course we have every year in December. Which is
0: like one of my favorite things to do.
3: Oh, it's we never miss. That was I'd so sad
0: last year that we couldn't do it. I mean, I, I didn't. Yeah, it was just it was a hard year. But this year.
3: Yep. It's full on. We're, we're full on okay. now. Uh, I suspect that the audiences will be required to wear a mask. Which, but that's okay. Uh, otherwise, uh, you we'll can have still that.
0: have candy and eat.
3: There in you your go. <laughs> right. right. Yes. So we'll be there December 11th through the 19th. It's a civic center with the nutcracker. And then the rest Is of that the a season, shorter
1: season than usual.
3: No, the 11th. It's really just it's two weekends over two, okay. two weekends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll have a, a Friday saturday mat and evening show and then a sunday matinee over two weekends okay so then uh in february uh we'll be back at the civic center with made in the usa and this is a show that's a we call it a mixed bill there's four short ballets now my husband who is not a ballet fan (laughs) he loves this because they're usually a little on the contemporary side Uh, they're unique they're fun they're different and they're not very long so and who choreographs these short ballets we have a variety of choreographers this one because we're calling it made in the usa are all american choreographers Choreographers? oh cool and so a matter of fact one of the pieces will be a world premiere. They're going to set the choreography on our dancers. Cool. So that's that'll be a great show, especially if you are not familiar with ballet. This is a great place to start. Wait, in which months again? And this is in February. Oh, February. Okay. And then in March, we'll move to our dance center, the Bracket Dance Center, uh, for uh, a choreographic showcase. It'll be lots of really short ballets, under ten minutes. Uh, choreographed some of our dancers, choreographed some of our um we bring in some choreographers and that's great because then you can really sit down close. That's
0: what we were talking about. This is like having floor seats so yes. you can see the muscles and because yes. it's not very many people in there at one time. And
3: We have 180 seats and uh, it's in our beautiful building and uh, you can see the dancers up close. And again, they're quick snippets. Like my husband says, if you don't like the ballet, you just wait a few minutes and the next one will be on, right? <laughs> (laughs) You'll see a wide variety from traditional to very, very contemporary. Some are fun and whimsical, uh, great music. So that'll be at our building in uh, March, March seventeenth through the twentieth, and then we'll finish the season, our fiftieth anniversary season, with the Sleeping Beauty Mother's Day weekend oh, back at the Civic Center. So that'll perfect. be a great opportunity for moms and have their we done kids. Sleeping
1: Beauty before?
3: Yes, and our very own artistic director Robert Mills—it's his choreography, and he has done this one before in Oklahoma City.
1: Wow! So. What about the costumes? Can we? We own all, all the costumes for the Nutcracker. We do for the Nutcracker. But the, everything else, the costumes... We rent. We rent. From the, like a ballet costume bank of some sort.
3: Well, a lot of times it's just another company.
1: They, they, like they, somebody could rent your Nutcracker costumes, right. assuming they weren't doing the Nutcracker at the same time. Right.
0: So, Yeah. So for Sleeping Beauty, you can say, oh, New York had it or Chicago. and Exactly. Then, yeah. Exactly. That makes
3: sense. And that's why I think it has made the ballet so special here. It's not just, oh, you know, we Mm -hmm. see those costumes all the time. They're down in the, at the warehouse and they're just getting out and recycling those. I mean, we're, we're renting really special, uh, extraordinary costumes and sets that are brought in and it makes it really special. I mean, it's the kind of thing that you could see in New York or San Francisco.
1: Exactly. Well, I do, I do think that the, Oklahoma City Ballet, formerly Ballet Oklahoma. It's hard for me. It's a little bit like the Cowboy Hall of Fame, Joe. I know. know. It's hard for me to change the name. I get it. So every time I say it, I have to really think about it. But it was really a part of my childhood growing up. And I think it's been such a fixture of the landscape of the arts in Oklahoma City. And it's, I mean, there were several years, I think, when we did not have a symphony and but the ballet has always been here, and it has one of the things that I think may has made this place such a special place to live. Even maybe when it wasn't a thriving city, we found a way to always have the ballet, and I and I can remember the days when the symphony didn't play, mm-hmm. and it was recorded music, and to go and now hear the symphony playing with the nut, at the Nutcracker with you is it. It feels like a real metropolitan
3: city. It does. And I think it's so important that we have it and we support it. It is um so important for a city and I like to tell this story. We have donors. Who donate to the ballet, I know good and well that they aren't even necessarily fans of the ballet or even attend the ballet, but they're business owners and they understand the importance of having a ballet in their city. When they are trying to recruit talent Mm -hmm. and people coming here from other places, it's like they need to offer that they want to say, we have a ballet. I get emotional thinking about it, but we have a ballet. We have the Oklahoma City Philharmonic. We have Oklahoma Contemporary. I mean, these are amazing world-class facilities and uh, performing arts organizations right here in Oklahoma City. We've got a great art scene.
0: Yeah, And on Um, any
3: given weekend, you could be going to an opening of an art show. You could be
1: going to a ballet. You could, I mean, if you could just... Pick 52 weekends a year and be, be doing something
3: with the arts. Absolutely. If you haven't been on the website, the um, Arts has a, a website called Art Around OKC, mm. and you can pull that up and find anything that's going on, whether yeah. it's an art opening, a showing, oh, uh, cool. live theater, performing arts, museums, you name it. It's all on there. It's a great. Tools. Uh, Right. Absolutely. I'm
1: I'm kind of on to that now. I'm I'm trying to find things to do that are not just shopping and eating. Mm -hmm. Which you know are my two favorite things to do, but I'm trying to put (laughs) some other things in there. Same. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great to have a resource like that where it's easy Mm -hmm. to find. And well, so Amy, you want to do our first
0: final question? Yeah. So it's a three-parter, but Oklahoma City in ten years the ballet in 10 years and then yourself in 10 years, kind of where do you see all three of those things?
3: Oh, in 10 years. Well, um, I think the ballet will be, um, continue to be one of the best companies in the United States, drawing dancers from all over the world, just as it does now. Um, I think people are shocked to know that, but it will um, continue to thrive and be one of the best things that we have to offer in our city. I am so proud of Oklahoma City and the fabulousness that it is now as compared to even 10 years ago. Right. And I just see that continuing Uh, the restaurant scene, the art scene, the activities, young people coming here, living here um, because of all the great industry and businesses, um, I just see that continuing. And it makes me proud to be an an Oklahoman and and live in Oklahoma City because of that. Me in 10 years, I plan on uh, being retired and doing lots and lots of traveling. I'm going to hand the ballet off to someone else. (laughs)
0: I think that's fair.
3: I think that's fair. Yeah. You love to travel. We do. We do. You know, uh, COVID put a dent in that. So we bought kayaks and we've just spent our time on the river. So <laughs> that's fun. You, you, know, you put them on the car. Like, where do you take them? Mm-hmm. We go to uh, Overholser, or down yeah. to the Oklahoma River or out to a lake and paddle around.
0: That's what my parents do, too. <laughs> They've got inflatable kayaks. I
3: need to add that to my list. Yeah. Outdoor activities. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: I've become yeah.
3: outdoorsy, Catherine. I'm, oh, I know. It's hard to believe. Do you have the outfits for that? Not really, but <laughs> I try.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, just it's it's uh, fine.
1: Just need to Joe's work always dressed to the nines, though. Yeah. I mean, she really is. <laughs> well, OK, final question. So your best friend comes to visit from somewhere else outside Oklahoma City and you pick them up at the airport and you have the whole day to do whatever you want in Oklahoma City and to show them our great city. What do you take them to do?
3: Well, first of all, I would have to bring them to our dance center. It's just too incredible not to see in person and show them around and introduce them to some of our professional dancers. Um, I've had this happen. I have a friend who lives in Arkansas and she came to spend the day with me and uh, my husband and I took her to uh, the memorial. Oh, and nice! We drove her around downtown, which, you know, we remember the days when downtown at five o'clock rolled up the sidewalks. Uh-huh. And uh, it's so special to drive around downtown and see such a thriving, thriving. Other people can appreciate it because I do the exact same
1: thing. I drive them all over downtown, and they're just like. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're, But they're like, okay, this is a downtown. I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm like, there never used to be anybody on exactly. the streets ever. And so, I mean, that's the first place I go is so let's drive downtown.
3: Yeah. So you take them to Midtown yes. and Bricktown. And uh, we even drove out to the Wheeler District.
1: Oh, nice. We,
0: I
3: did the same thing. I took yes. some friends out there. And you drive by the Boat District, the Boathouse District. It's just so... Um, Amazing. You're right. Maybe they don't appreciate <laughs> it as not much as, wowed as we do. <laughs> I'm wowed every time. Every exactly. time I'm like, God, can exactly. you believe our downtown? And then restaurants, of course, uh, you know, we have we have a great food scene. I take them to the Hutch or the Metro or both. Um, and many, so many of the other places um, in in the Plaza District and Film Row, and. Um, just such such can great you believe all the neighborhoods places. that's the other thing
1: I just can't I mean, it used to be okay, let's go to Western and go to mm-hmm. like, it was like when Western was first starting to get a few restaurants, and we'd go to the v z d or sushi yeah, sushi, niko. and now there's 10, 12 of those, the rail yard in Edmond. I mean yeah, All right. It. yeah, it's we should never be bored, yes, it is so you
3: true know, when I'm thinking to myself, oh, there's nothing to do, yeah. that is not true. And I hope that everyone recovers uh, Mm -hmm. from the pandemic. I know it has been so, so hard on restaurants and stores and ballets and ballets. Yes. Mm -hmm. And ballets. Um, So my wish is that everyone recovers and people get back out and take advantage of all the things that Oklahoma City has to offer.
1: Yep. Well, I know that I will be at the Nutcracker. I my too. mom said yesterday, "Are we doing the Nutcracker?" I'm like, "What kind of question even is that?" <laughs> we
0: were looking at <laughs> yes, we're doing the night. Nutcracker. So, I mean, it's like we're trying to figure out if we should bring Campbell or if she's too young.
1: She's. I don't know. Well, okay. Here's what I can remember from being little. Right. I l- loved the beginning of the first act until you get to the flowers, and then I loved the beginning of the second act. Until okay. you get to the Sugar Plum Fairy. As a child, I did not like, like the solos. There's a lot solos. of the, the
0: excitement. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. I could see I'd that. I really, when the solos would come on, I'd be like, oh my God, how long is this going to last? Now, as a grown-up, like the, the solos are really where you can see their skill come mm-hmm. alive. But I can, so maybe think about, like, could you take her for the yeah, first that's part what, of the second
0: half? I was looking at know. the Civic Center floor plan. I was like, if we sit on the vigary, Edge of like a row, maybe we could like take her out and then bring her you back. You
1: know what's in. a really fun place to sit in the Civic Center? Like, we did this with my grandmother when she was alive. We'd sit in the little boxes. The boxes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh,
3: yeah. I love, I love And you can there. get in and out easily yes. in the boxes. And another pro tip is the Civic Center has put, um, TV monitors all around the lobby. So oh. if you step out, you yes, can, can still see, see. it and oh. hear it. And there's little high top tables sitting out in, in the south lobby. Okay, In Oklahoma City, isn't there something, my mom's always talking, isn't there something called like the City Pass or something
1: in Oklahoma City? Do they still have this? I don't, I don't think know. so. I know what you're
0: talking about. Do you know about. what I'm talking about? Because for
1: years, she'd be like, well, I have my City Pass. I'm yeah, going to get my like Nutcracker it, tickets. Yeah, it was like, like
0: a discount thing.
1: And but. you could go to the museums, and. but maybe they don't have it anymore. I don't think they do. Oh, Well,
0: so here. for everybody who wants to go see the Nutcracker, yes, what do they do? How do they go?
3: Well, eight four eight toes. If you're inclined to pick up the phone,
0: oh my gosh, that would be that 405 is the, eight, four oh five. 848 toes. Wait, eight four eight toes. Yes. Wait, I think yeah. I like re- that. Just brought that. Back. Just brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> a like, have, of yes.
3: Memories. Oh wow. And then otherwise, go to. um. OKCballet.org. Just make sure you're on our website. Now, it'll end up taking you to the Civic Center. Take yeah. uh, uh, like box hall. office. Yep. Or, yeah. But um, there are so many scammers out there, and we have a big, big um, issue with it, especially oh, around no. the nutcracker. OK. If you, you know, people will think that they're on our site or think they're on the Civic Center site and they're Start not on our OKCballet.org. So make sure you go to OKCballet.org. You also, I
1: think, can go old school style and box office at the civic center is sort absolutely of open.
3: Yeah, you can walk in. You can walk likewise in likewise at the ballet. You can just oh, come yeah. to our building and walk Oh, really? In. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm.
1: And buy tickets
3: there yes. if you like old to
0: school.
1: do the old school
0: Or way. call.
3: And
1: for any of the other moms, you can start start your kids at 3. There right. You if you're interested in the school, mm-hmm. same thing, Org, And also, you can get season tickets to the ballet, right? If I mean, you can. you can be a member and get season tickets and if you really if you love the ballet and want to that's a great way to support. Absolutely. Oh, we encourage that. Yes, Yes. we do encourage that. We encourage that at Action City as well. Definitely. Well, Well, Joe, I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm so happy that my friend is in charge of the ballet. Oh, I'm cheering you on all the time. And I know that they're in really great hands with you. I appreciate that. So thank you so much for joining us today. We loved it. Yes, we did. Thank you. Thank you for inviting. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate your listening to these stories. You can find us on Instagram at Action City OKC. Or for business inquiries, email us at hello at ActionCityOKC.com. Action City is produced by Black Studios. You can find the studio on Instagram and Facebook at Black Studios. Creative services provided by Ranger Creative, music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.